this podcast is created on Awabikul and Waramai land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships, sex lives and menstrual cycles. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a sexologist, dietitian, nutritionist, period empowerment guide and menstrual blood witch. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Blood Slut. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that is extremely personal to me and it's going to be a bit of a vulnerable share and disability obviously isn't one of the core pillars or topics of this podcast. However, I am a disabled person and live with several different chronic conditions and disabilities, so I am going to be talking about it throughout the course of this podcast and I obviously like it relates to relationships sex it relates to all the things that I discuss on here and the reason I've chosen to talk about it today uh, is because something happened on Instagram and I want to unpack it and I want to create awareness awareness around people living with disabilities that are perhaps not as visible as some disabilities obviously All people with disabilities experience discrimination. It's not only those with the disabilities that I'm going to be discussing today. But I do just want to say that I think it's a lot more difficult for people who don't live with disability or who don't understand what a disability actually is struggle to comprehend that disabilities can actually be things that you can't necessarily see super well with your eyes unless you're looking for it. So obviously we have this whole concept of invisible disability and visible disability. Visible disabilities are ones like people who use a wheelchair or a walking aid, Uh, someone maybe who has a limp or uh, someone who is like screaming in the shopping center or talking to themselves or there's there's many things that are more visible right as in things that you would see in public and be like okay that person might be disabled or they are disabled however with disabilities like mine they're a little bit harder to see and they're not completely invisible but they are less visible than the ones that I just mentioned so I just want to say that first Uh, before I get into this topic just so that you have that context okay so basically (laughs) if you watched my Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago so this episode is going to go live in sort of mid-March this happened on the 2nd of March so I'm recording this on the 2nd of March and I went onto Instagram this morning to post something on my story And I saw that I had some unread messages. So I was like, oh, I just quickly look at these. And I was planning on having a really chill day and just going home and recording a podcast. (laughs) And then I saw this message. And this message was sent by one of my close friends who 
we had kind of distanced from each other last year because she started saying some nasty things to me in response to my stories on Instagram. She would kind of just like comment or like reply to my stories and just say things that were just like absolute bullshit and you could just tell that she was projecting her trauma and her insecurities onto me and onto the things I was saying to try and essentially manipulate me into thinking that I'm either saying the wrong thing or I'm just a cunt. Basically, she was insinuating many times that I am an asshole, essentially, and that I'm full of shit and that I'm fake. Anyone who has been following me for even a short amount of time on social media will know that I am anything but fake. (laughs) I am probably one of the realest bitches that you ever see on social media and probably anywhere, honestly. I'm super vulnerable on there. I literally share my entire life pretty much on my social media and I've been doing that for about four years. I'm very well versed. (laughs) I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it. I don't just do it for a laugh. I don't just do it to get attention. I don't just do it so people pity me and feel sorry for me. That is not why I do any of this stuff. I just want to preface that, okay? Because I think some people who see my stuff and unfollow me think that I'm just trying to get a reaction. Sometimes I am with things like putting blood on my face, like my period blood on my face or things like that. Sometimes I am just trying to get a reaction. I want to trigger people. I want people to be like, whoa, what the fuck is that person doing? I want them to start thinking deeply about things. I want them to unpack their conditioning and their socialization and their cultural backgrounds and the way that their beliefs have been formed. I want them to gain new perspectives and insights. I don't want a bunch of humans walking around on this planet just thinking the same way their entire life, just thinking really narrow-mindedly. Fuck that shit. I am not here for that and I'm not here to teach people how to do that. I'm here to show people how to think creatively, how to think outside of the box and how to broaden and widen their perspectives and their minds. That is why I'm on this fucking earth. That is why I post about so many different topics on my Instagram and talk about so many different topics on my podcast because I'm a manifesting generator. If you're into human design, you know what's up. You know what I'm saying. If you don't know what human design is, you can just Google it. But basically a manifesting generator is generally someone who has heaps of creative ideas. And obviously the ADHD plays into that too. But I have boom, 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 like creative ideas constantly all the time. And I have so much to share and I'm not saying that other people don't. I'm just saying that this is me, right? I love sharing all parts of me with you, with you all. And I'm not saying you're a shit person or you suck if you don't do that. I'm just saying that that is what I feel called to do. I feel like my purpose is to do this. (laughs) That might not make any sense to you, but if that does resonate, that's amazing, okay? But if it doesn't, just stick around and hang in there with me because this podcast episode is going to open your mind. It is going to open your eyes to so many things that you have been blindsided to, so many things that you might not have even considered before and so many things 
that you need to learn about. Okay, it is important to understand disability. It is important because you probably know someone with a disability. You might not know that because some people actually don't disclose even to their close friends and family that they have a disability or disabilities because there is so much stigma and shame and bullshit that disabled people and people living with disability have to fucking cop. Sometimes it's better for us to not tell anyone except for our health professionals, obviously. Sometimes we have to keep it quiet to protect ourselves, to protect our energy and our mental health. I have copped so much bullshit from my family and friends, close friends, not understanding how my mental illness and other conditions that I have affect my day-to-day life. And some of you might not even know this, but mental illness can be a disability. Mental illness can be extremely debilitating, okay? And if you've had mental illness or even the taste of a bit of anxiety or a depressive episode, you know what I'm talking about. Imagine feeling like that for years. Imagine having a recovery process that takes decades. That's what I'm faced with. Now, I'm going to actually play my Instagram stories from today just so that you get some context and if you want to watch the reel that I made on this it's quite funny um, on my Instagram you can head to my Instagram which is at the blood slut so at t-h-e-b-l-o-o-d-s-l-u-t and I'm just getting it up now so before I play that though I'm going to read out this comment so that you know what's going on. So this is the message that I got this morning. (laughs) Oh God, it makes me furious. I feel so angry. Like, okay. Mind you, just for background actually, before I do that, this friend is someone that I had been friends with for nine years. Okay. And... I might actually go back through and find some of the other stuff. I did block her, but I'm not sure if I can go back and look at our previous messages. But essentially last year, she accused me. Actually, it might have been even longer than it was probably a year and a half ago. She DM'd me on Instagram in response to something I put on my story and accused me of virtue signaling which I was not doing (laughs) and I told her straight up I was like I'm not virtue signaling this is exactly how I feel about this topic I can't remember what the topic was and I'm a very outspoken person you all know that I'm very opinionated but I'm also open to other people's opinions I'm not someone who's like no you can't have that opinion right but I am opinionated I have strong opinions I have a big personality I'm loud I'm expressive I am quite confident in certain environments, especially on social media. I'm extremely confident speaking my mind, even if I know it's going to upset and provoke strange reactions from people. Now, in saying that, there is always a lot of nuance and duality to the things that I say. 
Okay, I understand there is there is nuance to basically every topic almost, okay? So just keep that in the back of your mind. I think a lot of people, especially women and femmes and AFABs, get jealous of me if they haven't unpacked their own shit or if they can't if they're not if they have basically poor self-awareness right if they have low self-awareness poor understanding of themselves maybe a lack of sense of self low self-worth all of those things yada yada i think they get triggered by me but they don't see it as a trigger they don't recognize it okay i'm triggered by this i'm gonna sit with it breathe And just understand that that's Jem's opinion or that's a taboo topic or that's something that I don't really agree with. Some people, on the other hand, look at things that I post and they react. They don't respond or sit with their shit. They react. And I think these reactions come from jealousy. And I'm not saying that because I think everyone's jealous of me. (laughs) I'm not being like all conceited and like everyone's jealous of me. I'm so good. I'm so hot. Uh, That's not what I'm getting at here. I've had so many conversations with my partner and with my best friend about this, about how people get jealous of me because I am extremely vulnerable and confident on social media and also in real life as well. And I think that intimidates people. I think it scares people and I think sometimes they just want to react and project all their shit on me because they're like, fuck you. You know, the whole um, the whole rhetoric of like people who are jealous of you or who envy you want to bring you down. They want to make you feel like shit because they don't feel good about themselves. So they want to bring you down and make you feel like shit. It's the whole bully narrative that we were taught in school. It's bullying. I've been bullied so much on Instagram over the past couple of years for speaking up for what I believe in and just speaking my truth. And I understand that's going to happen as someone who is so outspoken in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people. I understand that I'm going to get backlash sometimes or that people aren't going to agree with me or they're going to be grossed out by period blood on my face. I fully accept that and acknowledge that. But this comment today, this message that I received was beyond that. It wasn't just a disagreement. It was a full-on bullying moment. It was discrimination. That's what it is. I'm going to call it what it is. Discrimination. Okay, so now you have that background about me. If you're new to the podcast, hi. This is a pretty intense episode, babe. Hi. Okay, so I'm going to play... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh my God, my ADHD brain. (sighs) Okay, so I'm going to read out this message. Oh yeah, I was giving you context on the friendship. So, (laughs) hello. Okay, so we've been friends for nine years. She sent me that message uh, a couple of years ago saying that I was virtue signaling. And then there was another nasty message that she sent last year where I said something that was kind of like fucked up, like on my close friend's story. And it was just because I didn't actually understand something fully. And I just judged something really harshly, which, you know, I'm a human being. We do that sometimes. 
I then realized, oh shit, I sh- that's like really not cool. So I then posted again. I took those stories down. I said, hey, everyone, I'm really sorry for what I said. That was really not okay. I don't know what happened. I think I was just a bit dissociated and just went on this random rant. And she messaged me and was like, um, you preach that you're like such a good person, but then you say this and like just laying into me. And then one of my other friends who is obviously a lot more emotionally intelligent and mature said, hey, Jem, like just letting you know this really wasn't cool. And just like the way the difference in those responses, right, was like crazy. And I was like, fuck this bitch. And I literally told her, I was like, unfollow me then. If you don't like what I'm posting and you can't handle it, unfollow me. So she did. So I don't know actually how she saw my stories the other day because I no it was yeah it was yesterday that I posted these stories that she responded to. I actually she must have been like stalking me because I she definitely unfollowed me like a year ago. Anyway, so that's the backstory. <sighs> okay, here's the tea bitches. So essentially yesterday I was late to work and first of all I just want to say that I understand some people are going to react to the stories that I posted yesterday I basically said that punctuality and expecting disabled people to be on time is ableist and I might do another podcast episode on that because I don't want to get too sidetracked. I will make a highlight on my Instagram with the stories about that from yesterday. So just jump on my Instagram and have a watch of those if you just want to get some more background and context to this message that I received. So this is what my friend, quote unquote, said. Stop using your disabilities. She used She wrote disabilities with quotation marks, implying that I don't actually have disabilities. Stop using your disabilities as excuses. Jesus fucking Christ. That's what she said. Stop using your disabilities as excuses. Full stop. And then she said, Jesus fucking Christ. So not only... Not only is she implying that I'm faking I have disabilities. She's also telling me that I'm using my chronic illnesses as an excuse to be late to work. Okay. Which we all know is bullshit. If you have ADHD, you know how difficult it is to manage your time well. And the reason I was late to work wasn't only my ADHD. It was that I had a terrible panic attack before I left to work due to a PTSD emotional flashback that I got flung into the second I checked my phone when I woke up. Out of my control. Okay, now I'm going to play... Instagram stories. Oh, that was kind of good. Stories. Okay, I can kind of opera sing. Maybe I'll do that on here one time. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go take a shit while while you guys listen to this. I'm just going to play my story on the microphone because I really need a shit. Okay, bye. Um, I hope you're having a good day. 
I just got a really message um, on here and I want to share it with you all and I'm obviously going to block this person's name out. This person used to be one of my best friends um, for a very long time. We were really good friends. We lived together. Um, we were super tight. And then the last year, since I've been posting more about living with disability and chronic illness, um, this particular person has told me that I've been virtue signaling. They've basically accused me of all these things that obviously aren't true. And so I've actually just blocked them, even though, like, we're, we're, our friendship definitely ended, like, last year, because I was like, you need to unfollow me. Like, if you don't like what I'm posting on here, unfollow me, please. Text as well. When I post about this stuff, I'm not posting from a victim mentality and being like, oh, poor me, where? Like, I'm posting about this to raise awareness about disabilities that, are invisible but they're not really invisible um i also post about it because i just want to <laughs> this is my instagram account and i can do what i want on here and if you don't like my content unfollow me i don't really care um thank you to everyone though who supports me and who sends me messages when i'm clearly not okay i really appreciate it um some of <laughs> some people seem to think that i post to get attention or to use my disability as an excuse apparently according to this message which is such a f like just what like the jealousy that reeks out of you i do truly believe that i am on this earth in this physical form to trigger people and i don't mean in like a f way as in to trigger someone into a ptsd flashback or whatever but as in to trigger people to make them actually think deeply about things and that might sound like I'm really up myself or full of myself but I don't care that's just my truth and I think we need to move away from the whole thing of like people being confident in knowing their purpose means that they're up themselves or conceited in some way it's just just drop the shit <laughs> also just for context like with me posting yesterday about the whole like how being late our like punctuality is ableist this is my personal opinion you don't have to agree with me you don't have to hate on me that's my opinion and i'm allowed to have opinions ideation so just skip this slide if that's triggering for you right now um i like i've been telling all of you i have been experiencing a lot of suicidal ideation like more than usual the last few months and i don't tell you all that so that you pity me or to try and get like whatever you think it's not that <laughs> i know like most of you probably aren't thinking that but for those of you who think that i'm trying to get attention or something grow up i'm 27 years old i'm like this is not high school i genuinely just am being vulnerable on here because when someone is vulnerable, it helps other people to be more vulnerable and to open up and to actually talk about how they're feeling. I do this to help other people heal. I don't do it necessarily just for myself so that I get attention or like messages being like, I hope you're okay. Like, that's not why I do this. That this person says what they say, knowing 
that they've probably watched my previous stories, stating that I have had a terrible morning with my mental health. I was crying and feeling suicidal. And they had the audacity to send me this message when I'm in that fragile, vulnerable state. Even if I wasn't in a vulnerable state, it's still a fucked up message to send. What the actual fuck is wrong with people projecting their own insecurities and their own inability to face their shit and to face their trauma onto me? I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of people who are supposed to love me treating me like shit. And this is why my friendship circle is so small right now because when you're chronically ill and disabled people just drop off they don't value you anymore you're less than the rest of the population a lot of taboo topics and i start a lot of controversial conversations and discussions but like i said earlier that is why i am on this earth we need people like me on this planet to actually like talk about the shit that no one's talking about to actually bring to light these things like i just want to live in a more disability friendly world that is less ableist that's all i want because i want quality of life again and there are so many people in this world who do not have quality of life because they are misunderstood and because people do not take them seriously when they say they're ill or have a disability. This is why people take their lives. So can we just stop that my confidence in myself and in my path and my ability to be vulnerable, which, by the way, is really f***ing difficult, And the reason I do it is to encourage you to do it too because it's so healing and therapeutic and it helps so many other people. But that intimidates people and it makes people jealous of me. And I've seen it. I've seen a pattern in my friendships again and again and again repeat over the last few years as I've started talking out about my personal stories and experience on social media. Friends just dropping off by the dozens. And it was really difficult. And I had to look within and be like, what's wrong with me? Because I thought it was me, but it wasn't me. Well, it kind of was in a way. But it's because I was triggering them. I was triggering their insecurities. And I know, like, f- way, like I was saying earlier. The fact that this person... God, I want to name and shame them so bad. I might actually... I need to sit with that first. They deserve to be shamed for this. The fact that's something I just missed because ADHD brain but like how they did the quotation marks disability bitch you don't get to decide if I'm disabled or not for those of you who don't understand what my disabilities are let me tell you okay I don't let the government or society as a whole tell me if the conditions that I live with are disabilities or not according to the government because the government decides what disabilities are you know what conditions are disabilities and what aren't for example i'm gonna start a new video as far as i'm aware the health system here in australia does not recognize adhd as a disability yet it recognizes autism as a disability That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, 
Second of all, obviously, autism, disability. But ADHD should be, is what I was trying to say there. Second thing, chronic migraine. If you have ever had a migraine in your life, imagine having that every single day. That's how I've had to live for the last six years, of varying severity each day. That's what chronic migraine is. It's not just you get one every couple of weeks or so. I get about 20 migraines a month. And the other days, I have at least a headache or some kind of pain or discomfort. And to my knowledge, this is just all off the top of my head, I haven't actually Googled any of this. Chronic migraine isn't recognised as a disability. PMDD is recognised as a disability in Australia, but my psychiatrist refused to diagnose me with PMDD, even though I clearly have it, and he said I only have PME, so I will get that diagnosed from a different psychiatrist eventually. PME and PMDD are so debilitating okay like the fact that PME isn't a disability but PMDD is is like what the fuck the next thing complex PTSD definitely a disability depending on where the person is in their recovery people recover from complex PTSD Obviously, once you've recovered and your symptoms are really well managed, you are no longer disabled. Until you get to that stage, which can take decades or years, most people are well into their 30s or 40s, for fuck's sake, before they recover from complex PTSD or BPD. I have both of those, by the way. Okay? So I am, I have not recovered from those conditions yet, I intend to, but they are incredibly debilitating, they affect every single part of my life. I can't work in the jobs that I want to work in because of my disabilities, okay? And ADHD for me, personally, I wouldn't say it's definitely debilitating in some ways, but I wouldn't really say that it. Like, if I just had ADHD and that was, like, how it is for me now and managed how it is for me now, it's not really a disability for me. Younger, and it was undiagnosed, I didn't get diagnosed until 2018 when I was, like, 23, it was a disability for me because it wasn't managed, it wasn't diagnosed, I wasn't medicated, and I'm not medicated now, but I manage it quite well. So my ADHD is no longer really a disability for me. Some days, it can be really debilitating still, okay? But that doesn't mean other people with ADHD aren't disabled by it, okay? Just want to make that clear. Different neurodevelopmental conditions, mental illness, chronic conditions, all affect people differently. No two people have the same experience with these conditions or have the same management or treatment plan or anything okay so don't you don't get to decide if someone's disabled or not that's up to them i'm like yelling at you i'm just really really angry right now i'm not mad at you people who are watching this obviously this isn't directed at you (laughs) i know it can seem that way um and then i'm also pretty sure i'm dyslexic as well um and 
have other learning disabilities. I always have, oh, eh, I also have Erlen syndrome, which is why I wear these tinted lenses. Um, that's also really debilitating and definitely a disability because I literally cannot read from a white piece of paper with black writing on it. Like, and most of the documents and things, you know, in society are that. And bright lights can't do it. I get really overstimulated. You know what, actually? My ADHD is definitely still a disability. I'm just, like, sitting with that now, and I'm like, wait, I literally get so overstimulated. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Better managed. And it's not as debilitating as it used to be. I also have OCD. Don't even get me started on that shit. I barely left the house for months. Agoraphobia? No, is that the spider one? I always get confused, but you know the name for that when, like, you can't leave the house, you get, like, paranoid and, like, I had that. 2021. And started 2022. Um, I was incredibly sick from my OCD. I have mostly recovered from that. However, it is still a disability and it's still very debilitating for me some days, okay? So, and that OCD you have for life. You don't necessarily recover from OCD. You just learn to manage it better. Um, obviously, same with ADHD. I also have severe claustrophobia as well. It's just another one to add on there. All of that. If you still don't believe me when I say I'm disabled, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just so gobsmacked audacity of people like I actually can't if you have any share, share stories you'd like to share with me um if you've received any comments like this if you are disabled I would love to hear them and I'm probably gonna do a podcast episode on this today now because this was basically a podcast in itself, wasn't it? Thanks for watching. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. I want to mention one of my main disabilities, which just chronic pain. chronic pain. Chronic pain is really misunderstood. And I actually talk about that on my podcast episode with Ace today briefly that just got released this morning. Um, so check that out. It's really good. Worth a listen. So, yeah. So, <laughs> there you have it, folks. Um, I don't seem to adjust myself. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? So that was my Instagram story today. It's fucking long. <laughs> I was like, I have to put this on the podcast because I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> That's a way too draining. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening and watching. If you were there on, sorry, my brain just broke. Um, if you were tuning in on Instagram today. I just feel like I'm still processing this myself, honestly. <sighs> but yeah, like I said in the story, if you have any stories of discrimination or just fucking bullshit, <laughs> you can send them to my email, which is gem at imawildgem.com or you can send me a voice message or a written DM on Instagram at thebloodslut. Now, let's unpack that a little bit further. 
like I said, the fucking audacity of someone to actually think it's okay to send something like that when knowing I am extremely fragile emotionally. I have spoken about feeling suicidal and my mental health being really terrible at the moment. (laughs) That's just dangerous. I'll read out the caption actually that I posted a reel about this. It was just like a funny audio with the screenshot of the message. Um, okay, so this is what the caption says. Full disclosure, I do care. This hurts, especially when it comes from someone who used to be a close pal, a sister. If you think I'm using my disabilities as an excuse, you've clearly never lived with a disability. But I'd like to ask you, an excuse for what? Being late? Question mark. I don't know why I said question mark. (laughs) Do you really think I enjoy being late? Do you think I do it for a laugh? Because it's a fun time to constantly always feel embarrassed about being late to every commitment I have. Do you really think that's fun for me? We as a society have so much work to do if people are still thinking this way. If you're one of them, I love you and I understand you've been conditioned and socialized in an ableist world, but you do need to start learning and rewiring your brain. It's damaging and in all seriousness, I could have killed myself over this message if I was at a tipping point. These messages are harmful and dangerous. Don't be a turd. On the podcast, I can swear, so don't be a fucking cunt. Stop discriminating against people with less visible disability and all people with disability. Cut it out. Call it out. Able folks need to call this out too. I'm tired. I'm just out here trying to live my life. I'm trying to heal and I'm trying to recover. Yet people feel the need to send nasty messages as an attempt to disempower me. I won't stand for it. I stand with all of those living in this ableist world. If you don't like a femme who's confident and assertive, get over it. I've got a big, loud personality and I'll make big impact and change in this world. If you don't like that confidence, look inside yourself and quit projecting your insecurities onto others. Oh, it's got a bit emotional reading that. that's probably one of the most like healing captions I've ever written (laughs) I want to tie relationships into this conversation this podcast is about relationships and relating and when I say relationships I don't just mean sexual and romantic and partnered partnership relationships I'm talking about familial relationships I'm t- <laughs> that sounds so familiar relationships I'm talking about platonic relationships friendships acquaintances work colleagues client professional relationships I'm talking about all the types of relationships that we all have in our life we have so many different types of relationships And something that 
we don't talk about enough, I don't think, as a society, but I've started seeing some podcast episodes being released on these topics, which is really great, is friendships and friendship breakups and the grief of a friendship breakup. A friendship breakup can be just as heartbreaking and devastating as a romantic relationship breakup. Can I get a here, here, bitch? Like, seriously, think about it. Have any of you ever had a best friend from high school who you had a huge falling out with a few years ago and you just do not speak? Like, you've blocked each other on Instagram and, like, everything and you will never speak again because shit went down. We all have had friendships like that. Most of us, anyway. Probably mostly women and AFABs and femmes because... I'll be honest, women and AFABs have been socialized to be so fucking competitive with each other. And I've seen this. I see this all the time in reality TV. I've recently been watching The Perfect Match. And if you follow me on Instagram, you would have been seeing my little um, stories about that recently. If you haven't watched The Perfect Match on Netflix, it's basically a reality TV show and they bring in different um, people from other reality TV shows like Love is Blind, Circle, um, Too Hot to Handle, etc. And then they have to find their perfect match. They have to find their, their ideal partner. And so many of the women, and I guess the men get competitive too, right? But it's a different competitiveness with the women on the show. It's this nasty sometimes cattiness that you see in reality TV. And not all of them do it and feed into it. But it's everywhere. And I hear friends say it sometimes. And I have heard a lot in the past. Like, oh, I'm not as hot as her. Or, oh, he's so going to fall in love with her and not me. And just like constantly comparing themselves to other women. Even to their siblings or to close friends. And I don't blame these people for, for being like that. Because... We have been socialized to be that way. Society has failed us. Australian culture and Western culture has failed us in that way. And I'm only speaking for Western culture because I have only ever lived in Western culture. It makes me so upset to see women and AFABs wasting so much of their precious fucking human existence Comparing themselves to other people. Spending hours in the morning waxing and shaving and thousands of dollars getting their hair done. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, right? But some people do those things to meet unrealistic beauty standards. To impress the male gaze, to fit the male gaze and what it wants. And... To be better or look better or be the hottest person in the room or get the most attention. And it always comes from a place of low self-worth. And these people aren't broken. There's nothing wrong with them. Like I said before, society has failed us. And I'm not saying I don't get jealous of my friends or women and femmes around me. I absolutely do. But it's a lot less than it used to be and I fucking rein it in. If it's getting out of control, 
like I said earlier, respond, not react. You sit with your fucking feelings like a mature adult. I have countless mental illnesses. It's so easy for me with BPD and complex PTSD to slip into a trauma response and to fight and be like, no, I'm better than you and like my narcissistic tendencies to come out. I fucking ran it in because I have taught myself how to be self-aware. And to be fair, everyone, I'm 27. I've had, I've been in therapy for about seven, seven and a half years now, okay? I've had a lot of time and professional help and read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of resources, journal articles, textbooks on psychology and understanding the brain and managing my mental illnesses. I, this has allowed me to develop quite good self-awareness. And you can do that too. If you consider yourself someone who's maybe not very self-aware or you may be a little bit impulsive and maybe don't make the right decisions and all that sort of thing, you can develop really good self-awareness. You just have to practice. In these moments where these things happen, you have to choose respond or react. So you have to choose respond or react. When you're feeling jealousy or competitiveness or anger or envy or any uncomfortable, unpleasant feeling or emotion, you have to sit with that and you have to say, do I want to be a fucking cunt and project my insecurities onto this harmless being who is being vulnerable and expressing themselves? Or do I just want to be a nice human being And just realize and look inward and realize that's my own shit to sift through and unpack. That's not their fault or their problem. This is up to me. This is my responsibility to address how I'm feeling and calm my nervous system so I can respond in a mature way. And not upset anyone or offend anyone or discriminate against anyone or say something impulsive that I'm going to regret because that's when you burn bridges, bridges that you didn't want to burn. That's when you fuck up friendships. That's when you just behave like a cunt. And sometimes if you have, you know, ADHD or autism or a mental illness, sometimes you are just impulsive and it's hard to control. I'm not disregarding that. I fully acknowledge that. Trust me, I live with it. Um, I just wanted to say that because that's important to acknowledge. Let me just have a stretch. Everyone just have a stretch. This is an intense conversation. (sighs) Have a stretch, have a breathe, have some fucking water. Damn, I'm thirsty. Hold on, I got like a booger or something. God, I'm a filthy bitch. So relationships, if you want to have fulfilling friendships and platonic relationships in your life, you have to learn deep self-awareness and you have to be willing to put in the hard work 
and the hours and the energy to get there. Or you're just going to walk around treating people like a fucking doormat, knocking cunts over fucking left, right and center. Fuck you. You fucking triggered me. Fuck off. Fucking, you know, that's what happened. I had a friend who I met through yoga and she was a Scorpio. For some reason, I've had so many falling outs with Scorpios. I'm a Libra, just FYI. I have a Scorpio Mars, which is obviously your like aggression, sex. And I have a really strong sexual attraction to Scorpios. Most of the Scorpios I've met, I've had a lot of sexual attraction to and a lot of like chemistry. But the compatibility of our friendship was kind of lacking. Like we vibed because there was like like that buzzy, like zingy, like chemistry, but they all just went splat. One in particular, she was a lot younger than me. She was only 21. I was about 25 at this time. We met through yoga. We clicked straight away. We actually hung out that very night after yoga, like straight after yoga. We like hung out together and we were vibing and I was like, oh my God, it's like my new best friend. Like we just straight away you know when you meet like a soulmate and you just know you just know they're meant to be in your life whether that's romantically platonically whatever right I was like this is like my soul family right here this is a member of my fucking soul family and we had a really good friendship for a few months and then I hung out with her and her friend one time She wanted to introduce me to her childhood friend. And we're driving around and we ended up talking about having children. And I voiced, I don't think I've actually said this on the podcast yet, but I voiced that I don't want to have children. I want to have animal babies, (laughs) but not human babies because I've spent enough of my life looking after my younger siblings, my mom, people around me, my partners, I'm fucking all about me until the day I die, bitch. (laughs) I am not having children. I might potentially foster kids when I'm like kind of middle-aged and I'm more like settled and financially secure. I would definitely love to do that because I do love kids. Don't get me wrong. I fucking adore children and I adore, you know, all people, all ages of people. (laughs) And I was just like, expressing myself and I said I don't want to have kids and I believe that it's selfish to have children in this day and age because there are millions of children worldwide who are in foster care um, who need to be adopted because they're orphans they're living in orphanages or foster homes and they're getting thrown around to different foster homes and they have so much instability and I'm like and you want to fucking have a kid when there are millions of children who need a family who loves them, that does not make sense to me. Don't get me wrong. I am not going to judge anyone who has children. This again, there's so much nuance to what I'm saying. So much duality, guys. Like, I am not going to look at you if you have like, I met this woman the other day, she had eight kids. And she said, don't have kids. She literally said to me, She was like, don't have kids. Like, it's fucked my life. Like, she just looked so stressed. She was like, this is fucked. Like, and I was like, don't worry, I'm not. (laughs) And it's moments like 
those where I'm like, yeah, I've made a really good decision. <laughs> but I'm not going to judge her for that, right? She's, she was older. She's probably her 50s. She's grown up in a different era, a different time. She was socialized to think that she had to have kids to be a woman, to embrace her womanhood, right? And so I just got so yeah passionate when I was speaking to this friend in the car and I was like I just don't want kids that's just not what I want and I think it's selfish if you do and she took that personally and she didn't react to it at the time and she didn't really respond I just don't think she said anything I really remember and then we must have stopped going to yoga or something and I didn't see her for a while and I'd sent her a message and she kind of ghosted me for a few weeks And I didn't take it personally initially because I was like, okay, she's really busy with uni and work. Like I knew she was a really busy person. And I was like, I didn't expect anything. I was like, she's just busy or hasn't seen my message or is off social media or something. And then I sent her another message and I was like, hey, is everything okay? Like in our friendship, because you've ghosted me for several weeks now. (laughs) I'm just wondering what's going on. And she was like, oh, I was really upset by what you said in the car that day about how it's selfish to have children. And I said, dude, I would not judge you for having kids. If you want kids, that's your life. Go do it. This is my personal opinion. I'm not one to push my beliefs onto people and be like, I'm going to shame you if you have kids. <laughs> Sorry, I got an itchy nostril. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Just wipe it on my legs. I'm a filthy bitch. And some people like just don't have that maturity or emotional intelligence to actually understand that I wouldn't shame you or do that because they internally would have if the opinions were flipped right. If that was her opinion and she had said that to me, she would be judging me for having kids. I think it was like this projection of like, but you should be judging me because that's your opinion. But at this point in my life, I just knew that like, I wasn't going to judge anyone for having kids. And maybe I did back then, but at least I don't now. I sent her several voice messages explaining to her that this was not personal. And then she also got upset at me because I posted on my Instagram story. This is back when I was doing OnlyFans actively. And I said, um, I'm really tired of my friends not supporting me being a sex worker because none of my friends were sharing my shit. Um, but I was seeing them share other people's shit. And I was like, this is discrimination against sex workers which is very common there's still so much stigma there Um, she also expressed to me when I confronted her about ghosting me that she was upset that I posted that because the reason she hadn't shared my sex work stuff or my Instagram stuff is because she works at like an ush she worked at like an ush is that what it's called like the after school care where you look after the kids after school she was like I want to be a teacher She was studying at school to be a teacher uh, at uni. And I was like, okay, but you don't use your Instagram for that. It was really weird. 
And I felt like she was using that as a, an excuse. It was kind of obvious. It was an excuse. Sorry, I've got really bad hay fever today. Apparently, there's some dust up my nose. And I sent her some voice messages and I was like, dude, those stories about the OnlyFans thing weren't like directed at you <laughs> anyway. Like it wasn't a personal attack on you. Like I get that some people don't want to share that stuff. Like that was my opinion at the time. It's kind of different now because I do think it was discrimination against sex workers. But it is a very sex work positive space, everyone. I basically backed myself and sent her a bunch of voice messages and then she just ghosted me and have not heard from her since. But then <laughs> there was a twist. Then I was out a few months ago at a pub here in Newey and I was obviously sober because I don't drink at this point and I was walking out of the pub. My friend was walking me to my van because I didn't want to walk by myself and I walked past this said friend and I hadn't seen her in a long time and she was with some of her young pals. They looked quite young. And one of them yelled at me, like, like, Jem, like, Jem. And I'd never met this person before. And I was in quite a vulnerable state. I think I was just, I think I had a migraine or something, and that's why I was going home. And I kind of turned around death stared this person because I knew they were with that ex-friend of mine and they were just trying to, like, rattle me. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, not having this. And then they kept going. I kept being like, Jem, Jem, just like harassing me, like verbally harassing me. And I was like, the immaturity here is insane, honestly. And that just goes to show that like these falling outs or arguments or mishaps with friends can really affect you. And it's really sad um, when you have to part with someone who you thought was a really great person. And I don't think we talk enough about being ghosted by friends. We talk a lot about being ghosted by people we went on dates with or people that we had one night stands with or, or fuck buddies or even someone we're in relationship with just ghosting us. But we don't talk about friend ghosting. It's happened to me a lot. I had my best friend of nine years ghost me which was a different friend to the one who said the fuck to disability thing. We were like this. We were so, we, we are, I still believe we are kind of soulmates, to be honest. I still love her, but she said really fucked things to me. <laughs> so that happened last year. And then two of my, one, well, one of my really close guy friends ghosted me. I messaged him on every single thing. And I even asked his girlfriend, I was like, yo, what's up with him? Like, like, why is he messaging me? And she was like, oh, he's just, like, probably really busy, but it was definitely a lie. And he just ghosted me. We were friends for, like, God, me and him were friends since uni. Probably, like, seven years, eight years. Just like that. Just ghosted me. No explanation, nothing. We were really close buds. I introduced him to my entire friendship group who he is still friends with some of the members from that group that is now like very split up. But And like all of these people who have been in my life, I've introduced them to other people and now they're like best friends. <laughs> I've had so many friends ghost me and it hurts. I would, I would rather 20 guys that I went on a date with ghost me than my best friends 
my closest pals who mean the absolute world to me. It was so devastating to have so many people cut their ties with me with no explanation in just a period of three years. Since 2020, when we had the first lockdown here in Newcastle because of COVID, I had three guy friends over and two, we were only allowed to have five guests at our house at a time. And I had the three, no, four, I think it was the four guy friends and one of my um, friends who was a woman and we were like besties. She was also a Scorpio. She is also a Scorpio. And we don't have bad beef now or anything, but yeah, this situation was a bit weird. And my, my other two friends in the friendship group who weren't invited to the drinks at my house during this lockdown got upset that we invited the three guy friends over and not them. And I said, yo, it's because of the COVID restrictions. And they were like, no, like we had heaps of people over the other day and you didn't care. And I was like, well, I'm taking it more seriously now. And those two, like I'm kind of friends with one of them now and we're fine. But the other one, like it just went to shit. And that was like the catalyst. It was like dominoes. It was just, and each domino was like, a piece of my happiness (laughs) and that happened and I lost pretty much a whole group of friends over that um and our whole friendship group kind of split up and then I formed kind of another friendship group and then heaps of those friendships went splat and I just have not found my feet again and just kept going boom 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 and I was like what's the common factor here it's me you know, is there something wrong with me? Why do people like ghosting me so much? And I've chatted to my partner and my best friend about this and my sisters as well. And they know me better than anyone, obviously. And they're like, it's not you, Jem. And I deep down knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me because I know myself really well. And I know that I didn't necessarily do anything wrong by those people. They just thought that I had. In their minds, I had done something wrong. I had done bad by them. I had done them dirty and I really hadn't. They just, they chose to block me out of their life rather than facing their own shit and their own triggers. And this is what I mean when I say I trigger people. I fully believe, and I will make a podcast episode on this if it happens in the future, that a lot of these friends are going to come creeping back to me in time when they grow up because a lot of them are quite young and we were, you know, mid-20s, early 20s. But it's just... It's hectic, isn't it? How people, like, how how someone can just be in your life and they're, like, your go-to human. You call them whenever you have a mental breakdown. You call them when you go on a date with someone. You call them when you fall in love with someone. You call them, you video, you just send them cute videos all day and voice messages about your day and and then they're just gone (laughs) without any warning. Because usually when you have, you know, you're in a romantic relationship. You have a breakup. Like you have a definitive end. You're like, 
not all the time I'm sure some people get ghosted in relationships but like you usually meet up or you have a phone call or a video call and you're like hey we need to end this we need to break up and then you're like okay it's done right but with friendships sometimes that doesn't genuine that doesn't really happen sometimes you have a fight and you just don't speak again sometimes you get ghosted like I have over and over again it actually blows my mind and sometimes you it just you just distance and it fizzles out kind of thing right it's just so weird it's such a weird concept to think about she's so unpredictable you know and then I think of my friendship with Ace who I've just had on the podcast for the last three episodes we're like is for like soulmates like I don't actually know if I've ever said that to their face that you're my soulmate like one of my soulmates obviously my partner is as well but like they are they're like my one of my platonic soulmates and I know that if we ever had we've had many disagreements and um periods of time where we haven't spoken we actually didn't speak to each other for a few weeks at one point and it was like five weeks or something because we were upset about something that the other one said. And we've taken our space and we've come back together and we've worked through it every time. This has happened several times, actually. And mind you, we're both quite mentally ill as well. So if we can do that, that just proves the realness and the genuine nature of our friendship. But these superficial bullshit friendships that you think are deep and they feel deep and they seem deep, but then they just end like that. You're just like, what? Like, I thought you were my soulmate. I thought we were besties. Like, and they're just gone at the drop of a hat. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? And you're kind of just sitting there like, what am I going to do on the weekend? I don't have any friends now. And you're confused because it's not because you're a bad person or you've done something to hurt them. They just didn't agree with something you said or an opinion that you had. So they decided to be like, fuck you and take it personally rather than actually just have an adult conversation and talk it out. It's just mind boggling shit, man. Fuck me. If you've had any experiences like this, any friendship breakups or friendship ghost situations, email them to me, gem at imawildgem.com or you can send me a voice message on Instagram at the blood slut. That's at T-H-E-B-L-O-O-D-S-L-U-T, the blood slut. Or you can just send me like a written message on Instagram as well. But yeah, send me your stories and... I'm, I'm just curious to see and if you are down with me like reading them out on YouTube or on the podcast <coughs> then that's cool but if not obviously I'll do it anonymously if that's what you want but um it's obviously confidential <laughs> I'm not gonna like tell everyone who you are but yeah there's not enough support for this shit it's it's so upsetting I have had more friendship heartbreaks in my life than I have like romantic heartbreaks which is I've had actually a lot of relationships so that's really saying something I've had like one two 
three, four, five. I've had like seven like romantic relationships and I'm 20, only 27. <laughs> and my first one wasn't until year 11. So holy fucking shit. trauma anyway so I guess I just wanted to like bring in this conversation to this topic because it's really relevant honestly like the more disabled you are and the more complicated you are as a person complicated quote unquote um the more people like I don't have time for this or you're making excuses you're not actually that disabled. You look so healthy and fit. Like, you would look at me, right? And I look I look healthy. Like, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, I look healthy. I don't look unwell because most of my illnesses are in my head and not visible. My pain is not visible. My migraine is not visible unless I'm literally sitting there like, almost like vomiting from the nausea or something, which sometimes is quite visible. But generally I'm at home when I'm feeling that shit. I'm not usually out and about in the shopping center being like, you know, like I don't leave the house if I feel that shit. So people don't see that side of me. I do show it on my Instagram. I cry on there sometimes. I'm very fucking real on there. And I do that. For a reason. To empower other people to do that. But people just get so offended by it. They're like, oh, this person wants attention. They're making excuses. They're making their life seem so fucking hard. That's because my my life is fucking hard. Just because I have two businesses and I'm successful and, you know, I have a beautiful partner and a beautiful best friend and, like, just – and I have a podcast. And just because I'm doing things – and I have a life and I'm not just like crippled, like I shouldn't say crippled, but like as in I'm not like at home all the time laying on the couch or in bed sick. Doesn't mean I'm not disabled. I would be more disabled if I did that because I need to keep the momentum of my life going or I will fall into a deep dark depression. <laughs> I have to leave the house every day. I have to Working on my business is so healing for me. Doing this podcast is so healing for me. I love to talk. I love to open my throat and to express myself verbally. That brings me joy. It's stimulating my vagus nerve. It's regulating my nervous system. It's healing for me. If I didn't do the things that I do in my business, I would have not much purpose, I feel outside of this because sometimes you know when my migraines have been like really bad which they have been for the the last three months like a lot worse than usual then I you know would have been able to leave the house more and go and socialize and go to more raves and events and parties and meet more people and have a bigger social circle and go away and travel and save up and and go overseas and go and visit my family and whatever but I haven't been able to do that because you can't drive or travel when you have migraines every day. It's There's no point. You're going to have a shit time. <laughs> but when I have a migraine, sometimes I can sit down and do some work on my laptop or go on my Instagram or I can create, I can make an Instagram post or create a cool graphic or 
record a podcast or I can create an event or write the content for an event or a workshop or something. You know what I mean? Like it gives me purpose because I can kind of sit on the couch or sit at my desk and like kind of just do it, you know, with my ice hat and my pain meds or whatever. Just editing me, popping in and adding that just because I can do those things when I have a migraine, that I can get a little bit of work done or I can be kind of productive doesn't mean that it's pleasurable. Usually these things would bring me pleasure. Usually when I do them, when I have a migraine, so my migraines can can range from, you know, more mild to really severe where I'm literally bedridden and nearly throwing up, which is when I would take my nausea medication or a Valium or... Um, have my ice hat on and just be closing my eyes in a dark room trying to recover or I'll have a nap but I just want you to understand that it's not pleasant for me to work when I have a migraine because my eyes are usually hurting or my neck's really tight or I feel a bit sick or I'm really exhausted and my eyes are tired and I just want to go and lay down or I just feel generally unwell I just want to make that point very clear. I do not have much quality of life at this point, everyone, due to mostly to chronic migraine. Still waiting for the Botox to kick in. Let's get back to the rest of the podcast. But it restricts my life a lot. And I want people to understand that. And I want people to understand the severity of living with chronic migraine because it's not just a headache okay I actually don't generally get that much pain in my head I actually have a bit of a headache today but it's not usual for me actually it's from the Botox actually finally had Botox yesterday yay I'll let you all know how that goes but um, apparently the next day you can get a headache and feel a bit uh, shitty I just want people to understand migraines come with nausea, light sensitivity, fatigue, lightheadedness, low blood pressure, low mood, anxiety, depression, severe neck pain. You literally feel like your brain is fried. Like sometimes I can barely, I just go nonverbal when I have a migraine and I actually can't form sentences because it fucks with all your neural pathways and shit. I don't know much about the physiology, um, if I'm honest, but I do know that it's like the constriction of your blood vessels. So you just feel like all this, like, you know, sometimes I get like a crushing feeling in my head, like things, everything's just being crushed. I only get those ones about one or two times a month. Thank fuck. But feeling tired and fatigued and like you just want to fall over and like you know when you get really tired eyes I feel like that every day and I wake up feeling so lethargic I wake up feeling hungover and I have not drunk alcohol I've barely drunk alcohol for I think like two three years now I think the end of 2020 I stopped like if you think that's not a disability bruh what planet are you on what planet are you on? Fuck me. Whew. Spicy. This is a really long episode, but I might make it a two-parter. I don't know. 
like lifting up crashing down holy shit that was like way more draining than I expected and I really hope the Botox works he said it takes between two days to two weeks to work usually so we shall see and then I have to get it every three months so it starts to wear off about two and a half months uh so I might get migraines for like that two weeks but like oh my god the change to my quality of life my neurologist is my new hero (laughs) I love him (laughs) he's literally my little angel like ah oh bless him thanks so much for listening to this episode of blood slut and don't forget to subscribe to my channel on youtube or to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends tell your family share it around share it on your instagram story tag me so that i see it and i can be like woo, you like the podcast and you can send me yeah like emails dms like my dms are always open for conversations as are my comments on youtube and i'll try and like reply to everything um sometimes i might take a few days a couple of weeks just bear with me because sometimes i do get you know a fair few messages and sometimes i delete instagram for a few days so if you don't reply for a few days i i, I will respond to you eventually um and if your message if if it's been like weeks just send me another message and be like yo you didn't reply to this and I'll be like oh shit sorry I just forgot ADHD brain (laughs) you know um oh my god did I just make an excuse oh no okay bye